0: Hello everybody and welcome to the American Horror Story podcast by Bald Move, where the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story on FX. I'm your host Aaron, and I'm Cecily. And tonight we're here to talk about the the definitive season finale. No,
1: I don't no? I don't okay. know how definitive anything is. Okay. But please continue. of
0: the season 8 finale for Apocalypse uh, episode 810 Apocalypse then. See, it's a play on Apocalypse now, time travel and all that. Uh, boy, I have a lot of complicated and multifaceted feelings about this episode. Cecily, what did you think?
1: Hmm, where do we begin with my also complicated and multifaceted feelings about this episode? Did you
0: enjoy this episode?
1: No. Oh, really? No, I didn't. You know, I wanted to. I really wanted to, but it seems like what they did here was they made every attempt to wrap up the entire season to throw us all off guard. Oh, look, we're going to wrap it up by the end of the episode, and it's going to blow all of your fucking minds. Mm-hmm. But then at the very end, they said, just kidding, it's going to be a 2 be continued, and it's just so schizophrenic. I... I I liked a lot of bit parts of this episode, but coming together, all of it as a, as trying to be a cohesive narrative, I hated it. Hmm. Hated it is too strong of a word. It didn't, it didn't hang together. I feel like if I were to take all of the parts of this season and, uh, recut them all together, mm-hmm. maybe we can make a more chronological, mm-hmm. but also more cohesive narrative because I, I'm just mostly confused.
0: Yeah, I... I think that, overall, I liked this season, and I thought this finale could have been... like At the halfway point where I realized that they were actually going to go with wrapping this up in this one episode, I'm like, oh, man... Because it's it's weird because the episode felt both rushed and very languid at places too. Right. Like we got these really gauzy Harry Potter type of endings for you know, and all was well. Mm-hmm. And then we go on to this long extended sequence with the twins because I guess Michael Langdon needed some host to to pass on the G I don't I don't I, I I don't really quite understand um you know that that part of the pedigree but I, I guess on balance I thought it worked well enough. Um I, I think though that it's you could easily make a six hour version of this season that's far superior to what we got.
1: Easily. Can we do you wanna sort of talk through it? in brief but in order
0: well i mean i i i kind of knew that the ryan murphy wasn't being serious with us when we found out that mutt and jeff's name is mutt nutter and jeff fister
1: yeah for fuck's sake Come on, you guys.
0: I mean, those are like assumed names that they've picked as some kind of sovereign citizen bullshit, right? It's gotta be. That's not their that's not their birth names.
1: Absolutely. Or Jeff Fister is a part of like the Fister pharmaceutical company in some way. <laughs> right. And I don't know what mutt nutter is about, but it's just all very gross. Mm. Um
0: His father but- invented the famous fluffernutter sandwich. And that's yeah. their their old, old fluffernutter wealth. Is right. Is what, what put their robot business on the map.
1: Right, right. Uh, the peanut butter and chocolate, uh-huh. you know, m- marriage was uh-huh. only a cover-up for the Fluffernutter. Yeah. And that is the peanut butter and marshmallow cream combination, which <laughs> nobody ever talks about. And in fact, now that we've talked about it on this podcast, I fear for my safety and my life. <laughs> but the most supreme thing in this episode was the overacting by Mutton Jeff. <laughs> When, when it comes to Miss, Miss Venable being taken advantage of by Myrtle, how do, uh-huh. what do you feel about that? Because I mean, that was a culmination of many episodes of building up this character. And we all thought she would be something different or something special or something secret or hidden. Yeah. But she wasn't. She was n- not.
0: Nothing paid off. She, like, was, she just has scoliosis. She walks with a limp and she's got a cane and she's got a control fetish. Right. And she's also weak-minded in the kind of Jedi mind trick sense of the word and is, I mean, it, it, she, allowed, she allowed Myrtle to stunt, you know, <laughs> because it's like she's a very, the, the season that built her up to be kind of a powerful and impressive figure and Myrtle just mind fucked her easily and then told her, uh, my hair is an eternal mystery that can never be understood, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. So I mean that, but yeah, that's the whole reason it was just to show the the witches kind of like uh, setting the hooks in in uh, in Michael's organization. So you kind of knew that.
1: I'm sorry to catch you off, but it feels like this season was like Ryan Murphy was rushed to write it and shoot it, and then at the end they were like, oh, and this and this and this, and then they kind of like reshot and recontextualize things, hmm. even though they had plenty of time to do it.
0: Yeah, the whole like it's. Uh... That's what it felt like, but I don't understand why it would be, because, you know, apparently he's been sitting on this for a long time and kind of polishing it, and... um, But... Because that's that's the thing, these connections, where it's just like, well, Myrtle's gonna come, and she's gonna do this and that, and she's gonna rig the system this way. Like, it all felt too easy. Like, just witches can go and, and do those things. And, I don't know, just everything was kind of deus ex machina. A lot of magic that we had not seen before... Um, I was also, like, I wanted to take some... uh, I want to claim some partial internet points for calling that uh, essentially Cordelia would transfer her life force into Mallory to supercharge her. Like, she sacrificed herself so Mallory would instantly become the Supreme. Uh, I thought it was clever, the actual execution of the time spell, how they...
1: Are you going to mark that?
0: Uh Uh-huh, I already did. I I think... I think it's clever how they did... They, they explained the identity wipe spell and how they explained that they, you know, Mallory's going to have to be this huge bitch to, or I'm sorry, Coco's going to have to be this huge bitch to Mallory to have her continue doubt her powers because her powers are so strong that they're not constantly gainsayed and made light of that they, they will uh, unsuppress and Michael will be on to them. And the fact that they modeled Coco's new personality off of Madison, I thought was a riot. And how Coco was like, oh, no, God, no, anything but that. That was like, mm-hmm. you know, her per- per- her uh, personal hell. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, her delivering them to the haircutting place uh, and saying, don't forget to rate me five stars, please. I thought that was hilarious. mm mm-hmm. um, Did it? So, I thought that they made... Here's something I don't understand. Our Mutt and Jeff, do they have a connection to um billy eichner and uh, mr gallant
1: no i don't believe so
0: so that whole like meet cute in that one area where they established a madison kind of uh, helped them out by being the driver that in that situation you weren't supposed to pick up the implication that that's all connected somehow uh,
1: i i honestly don't know i didn't think so I thought it was really cute the way that they did meet, but I don't yeah. think it was supposed to be the same people or same characters. And I have right. said that a few episodes ago.
0: Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I, I you guys had convinced me. I I had come around to your way of thinking. But The other thing is that Myrtle made it a point that she wasn't going to kill Mutt and Jeff. Mm-hmm. So they're still alive. And then the next we, we see that they change their identities and then they're dropped off by Madison and they're right there with Mutt and Jeff. I just thought it was weird. I thought it was weird.
1: I mean, yeah, There's they haven't said that they're not the same characters, but we mostly believe they're not.
0: Um. Other, th-
1: yeah, otherwise, when everyone comes to, they would have recognized each other, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. How do we like a, the Resolution of the Voodoo Queen battle? I thought that was pretty cool, bringing back Marie um, Laveau.
1: Yeah, I, I told y'all she was coming back because she can't stay dead for long, or ever, because she's the Voodoo Queen. <laughs> And she's back.
0: Yeah, Angela Bassett it. continues to look amazing, and it was a lot of fun watching her uh, hand Dinah her ass, killing her dead. That, she got murdered. She got completely murdered. It was crazy. Uh, Cordelia exploded Kathy Botts with some kind of exploding Latin robot spell. Uh, that... That was an interesting. That was an interesting, almost Monty Python esque choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Madison grabbing the feathered Kathy botz gun and just hosing Michael down, uh, Sonny Corleone style. That was pretty cool, right? Then they had like Billy Eichner come out of nowhere to kill Mallory before to unnecessarily complicate the time spell. Which I'm like, that's weird because it just. It gives Michael the time to reconstitute himself and pull all of his blood together and explode Madison's head. And she's got a pretty nice mm-hmm. badass moment of, well, I guess it's back to retail before she goes back to hell. He pull- like Madame Laveau throws this badass voodoo dust spell and, you- and it seems like it stops him for a second. And you're like, oh, see, the voodoo queen, she's got, she's got some moves left. But then he instantly kills her and pulls out her heart and eats it. Uh, nice. You know, like, Madame Laveau was brought back on a scene and active for 30 seconds. That felt like... It, it's a weird kind of fan service where they're doing all this thing to build up Michael and build up Michael and build up Michael. And eventually, Mallory goes back in time when Cordelia gives her her spirit.
1: Mm. And
0: we are treated to a pretty good scene. Where Wait, the before
1: you move on, I, I you know, they're trying to build up Michael, but for what for what reason? I mean well, to what end? Because at the right. end, because they also want to make him sympathetic
0: as well. They kind of yeah. That scene with Jessica Lang and Cody, uh Michael, whatever his name is. I mean, it's a good scene, but you're right. What the hell is is the point of making us feel sorry for this child? But not really because he's a, at this point he's a spawn of Satan. And then Mallory after they build him up to be badass, she just kills him by running his ass over with like a Toyota or something. Mm-hmm. I mean it was kind of funny and a savage, oh my god, is this really happening as she backs over him and runs him over, backs over him. But then she like why mm. would you take off? Uh, if you're Mallory, why do you you leave him crippled in the street cuz all Jessica Lang has to do is drag him back his ass back on the property and Ma- and Mallory knows all this. And you've got the undead Antichrist again. The evil still dwells within the house. But I guess also, why not be fatalistic about that? Because the devil's always going to have a sire no matter what you do. Uh, right.
1: Or if I run over someone one time, I'm going to assume they're dead.
0: Mm-hmm. And then if
1: I back up, run over them again, and then run over them a third time, I wouldn't look to make sure they're dead. I would assume three times you're dead. Antichrist...
0: I just think it's weird that you would run the devil and and that's that's other things I don't understand is like so it's anticlimactic to run the Antichrist over with a Toyota when he's I guess not fully into his Antichrist powers so Mm -hmm. it's still possible but he's strong enough that you have to run him over three times and he still might have been able to survive to get back onto the property if uh, Jessica Lang hadn't decided to let him go to hell, that's what I'm saying. Like, it seemed like irresponsible for Mallory to spend all this energy to come back in time and not like make sure that kid dies in the street, right? We like, I, I know, like if it's a normal situation, you run over a person, you'd expect them to die. But it felt sloppy in this way, and in, in, in this way. And then it's just weird. It's like, so I guess she just rejoins the time stream. And I don't understand why she had to pretend like why couldn't she be like, "Oh no, let me fill you in on this. actually, let me just share memories can't we do that as a witch? Can't you read my mind? Can't you tell that I'm telling the truth? Do? why does she why is she laboring on like uh, nothing ever happened? And also, why not bring Myrtle back? I understand that Myrtle's last words is don't bring me back but They did bring her back and she seemed to be glad to be back and glad to be serving the coven again. Like maybe it's one of those situations where if a person had a second chance to make that decision, they'd be like, oh yeah, actually I I do want to come back. I don't know. Maybe there's a nuance that I'm missing there, but I just didn't understand why Mallory had to play it like mm, she had no idea any of this stuff was going to happen. And there's also these like weird, like is Cordelia just think it's a coincidence that this witch shows up and like, oh look, all these dead witches are coming back. She's also she's also like, oh, hey, and we'll just let Madison be in hell for a while because she needs a cool she needs the cooler heels to get her attitude adjusting. And like, wow, that's kind of amazing to leave. I'm in mean, maybe it's because Madison's hell seemed to be just kind of like a just dessert. It didn't seem like torment. It seems like something you'd do to a snotty how, privileged person to teach them a lesson.
1: How do you get the opportunity to choose whether or not you're going to hell, proper purgatory, anything like that? Yeah, or heaven. I mean, once someone explodes your f- your head, how do you get to choose what happens after that?
0: I think the devil assigns you, but it's like, wouldn't that be like, if if I'm so in part of the hell. So if you're the devil and
1: yeah. you're the devil's son and you explode someone's head, how does the devil side with putting you in purgatory as opposed to just putting you into straight no, I think, irreparable, irreconcilable hell?
0: I think that's where Madison is, but it's like. What I'm getting at is, if I'm in the part of hell where they're split, they're filleting my dick and pulling my guts out and burning it with fire, and Madison's over here stacking towels, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I will trade places. It's a bummer to be in retail and fold towels and all that stuff, but it's not as bad as getting your penis filleted. So I'm like, sign, sign me up for Kmart hell I if I know. had to choose. I wouldn't know. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Maybe Kmart hell is the worst, in which case, fair enough, but... Uh, I don't know. Like I like for example, Misty May or Day or Tay or whatever her name is. It's she she got to relive these her killing a frog by force over and over again, killing a living thing. It's an anathema to her. Like that seems like way worse than having to fold towels and right. deal with uh, pressure the, cooker. Repairing. Yeah, she's
1: the most terrifying good witch to me personally because. In the season of Coven, we saw that she was just stuck in this, This, I mean, she was killed for no reason, ostensibly, and then she was brought back and she just lived in this, like, a swamp shack for a while, mm-hmm. and then Zoe came back and promised her she'd bring her to a place where she'd be welcome, and then she was just, ostr- mm-hmm. or just uh, ignored and forgotten about and abandoned, and just someone who's just been pushed to those kind of uh, emotional, psychological limits is really is is really scary mm-hmm. you know what that kind of person can do when you try to just abruptly reintroduce them to society and just say, Here you are, you're good again but that may be the case, but it wasn't they almost did that, but what they did was they stuck her into an unending perpetual hell mm-hmm. where she's living the same day over and over again right. And then we're going to bring her back. And then we're going to kill her. And then we're going to bring her back again and say, it's all cool now. (laughs) There's no way this is going to work out. I love Missy Day as a concept, but we've never gotten like a whole healthy version of her. And she can only be just, for me, a terrifying sort of character or concept.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. I wish they had completely jettisoned. Even though it'd been a what the fuck about the teenager deal, I wish they had jettisoned that and just had Stevie Nicks dance around and sing for five minutes. Because
1: I would have taken many those more.
0: teenagers getting like meeting, having a meet cute out out at the free trade coffee protest, and then getting pregnant a year later, and then having the Antichrist three years after that. Like I was, I thought Murder House was special. I thought Murder House was like a culmination of decades long scheming and manipulation by the devil. But apparently, he can just pull another Antichrist out of his ass with no prep. Well, no. Like, I mean, I quite- feel like it would take him a century or so to get the things maneuvered back into place.
1: Yeah, that's not quite true. Uh huh. If you will notice. Okay. In that scene, Emily was wearing a. Floral, like 50s style button up collar dress. Mm-hmm. And Timothy was wearing a loose plaid button up short sleeved t shirt. Okay. And his hair was kind of slicked back. And they looked an awful lot like the characters from Asylum <laughs> Alma and. No. God, what the fuck's his name? No. Evan Peters in Asylum. No. And there's an obvious connection there. No. <laughs> I mean, I have it here in my notes. Obvious connection, I did so it's got to be true.
0: <laughs> I love that when Anton Levay, it's and in all cronies, caps. This is not. This is not. This is not. This is not a made-believe story. This is actually facts. Anton Levay's crew knocks on their door, and Cecily says, "This better be fucking aliens." <laughs> 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 but I did. No. Yeah, I did.
1: I mean, it seems. I mean, if you watch Coven again, those are almost the same outfits, and I'm not just bullshitting you. To make everyone buy into my asylum belief, which I will do at any point. But I there's obviously a thing happening here.
0: Yeah. Uh, or
1: I'm the one who's lost her mind.
0: I did like Mallory saving Queenie from the Cortez by essentially being like, oh, yeah, traffic's so bad. Again, I don't know why can't she can't just say, like, look, here's the deal. We had this whole Antichrist thing, this whole future thing. Uh, we, we got a, we, we, I went back and fixed it and we all came together and it was a big like, and you know, I, I just don't understand why she couldn't be up front with the other witches. Why she has to pretend like it's this whole thing. Maybe they explain that in episode and on second watch it'll make sense, but I don't know. Felt, felt no, pretty messy. It's, it's yeah. Like no, I said, it felt it,
1: very messy. I feel like I, we've given them a lot of passes just uh-huh. in a few the few scenes, the many scenes that we've covered so far, there's yeah. a, there's been a lot of passes going on here.
0: Oh no, because I really wanted this to work, and in fact, I'm I'm still saying that I mm-hmm. I really like I have affection for the season. It's a lot messier than I than I was hoping it would be, and than I thought think it should be. I still think this is like clearly my favorite universe. Uh, and man, I kind of. I know a lot of people were like groaning about it, but I kind of did wish we saw to be continue at the end of this episode. Um, I, I wish that we like. There's a couple points where I thought we might be getting back on that ramp, you know, like when she goes back in time. I'm like, oh, I could see uh, like tune in the next season, and there's going to be like this whole battle in the past or something. But it wasn't meant to be. He wrapped it all up in about 40 minutes, and 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 honestly only devoted like 15 20 to 20 minutes to the actual climax. Everything else was flashbacks and denouements mm-hmm. and bullshit setting up for uh, another apocalypse season that's that's surely not going to come. Uh what else are we going to talk about? I feel like that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh and honestly uh... I don't I could see a lot of people overlooking the flaws and the messiness, because there's a lot of heart. There's a lot of, like, you know, uh, witches coming together mm-hmm. um, and saying their goodbyes and then say, reuniting their relationships. I thought that stuff was pretty good. We had a lot of really quality Sarah Paulson, moist upper lip. You know, we, we ripped on her so mm-hmm. much at the beginning of the season, it's been absent. Came back with with the vengeance in this episode. Uh, but it, it's, it's messy. There's definitely a lot I could see people liking about it. Uh, there's a lot of like really clever moments, a lot of really cool character moments. There was a lot of like very violent and spectacular deaths, Mm -hmm. but geez, it just, it just never quite came together the way I was hoping it would. Right. And that's a bummer.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping in the next day or so we get a different... We get a different perspective, or we have some reflection and some more developed thoughts. Otherwise, the listeners will share their thoughts, and we can we can sort of, uh, you know, we can mourn together. We can mourn? we can get through this. We can get through Not this. Mourn the healing
0: power of the Louisiana mud. We'll just take a nice mud bath yes, in the next twenty-four to forty-eight hours. We'll meet back here on Friday Does morning. Does that work
1: the same way as the Black Panther sand?
0: <laughs> yeah, you just add water and it's exactly the same it's thing. It's Louisiana mud. It's, yeah. uh, so if you, if you, uh, if you have some thoughts, if you would like to, uh, help us appreciate or tear down the episode, you can do so by sending email to ahs at baldmove.com. We also have a forum thread on the forums, forums.baldmove.com.
1: Or you can slice your palm open over an open fire made of only pine logs and say, Tempest baldmove item.
0: And it will get to us through the spectral, right the spectral Network. Us. Yep. And yeah, but ahs.baldmove.com also works. Forums.baldmove.com also works. We'll be back for Feedback Friday to talk about, I'm sure, your complicated feelings about this season and the series, uh, this this episode and mm-hmm. the series and mm-hmm. the season as a whole. Until then, I'm Aaron.
1: And we are Legion, motherfucker.
0: Good night.